the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You do not want to miss our 11.45 segment. Not that the next one upcoming right now is not going to be good. We have Secretary of State Frank LaRose with us to talk about registering to vote and voting. Uh, but I became aware yesterday of a student at Olentangy Liberty High School who paid to attend the school's homecoming dance, showed up at the dance, and then was denied admission to the dance because she's a homeschool student. And I saw a comment from Olentangy Liberty, and I received it, and I can't wait to share it with you. That'll happen after we speak with Frank LaRose. He is Ohio's Secretary of State, kind enough to join us from his travels throughout the state of Ohio, and today's an important day. Is it not, Secretary LaRose? Tell us why. It is a big day, Bruce, and yeah, I'm joining you from the road. I'm in Mansfield right now. We're spreading the word that today is the deadline for voter registration, and tomorrow starts early voting for this November's election. And uh, there's no such thing as an off-year election. The decisions that are being made over the next month are going to impact the schools that our children are educated in, the quality of life in our communities. And as you know, there's a lot of attention, rightfully so, being paid to school board races right now. But if you want to participate, you've got to be registered, and today is the last day to do that. Yeah, it's a very important election. We talk about that a lot here. I've attended a couple meet-the-candidate nights, and so I applaud you getting that word out because it is a very important thing. It is the epitome of local representation for voters, and so thank you for doing that. Uh, we also have two very consequential elections coming up in the state of Ohio, not just here in Congressional District 15 to replace Steve Stivers, but another one up in the Cleveland area where Marsha Fudge uh, vacated her seat to become a member of the Biden administration. That's correct. Yeah, two special congressional elections, really hundreds and hundreds of uh, tax levies, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of city races, including mayor's races, city council races, school board races. So uh, you know, the, everybody thinks about the, the election when it's a presidential election. And I understand that. And it matters who lives in the White House. But what matters just as much is who's working at the courthouse, who's working at the schoolhouse. Those are the decisions that are being made this year. And we want to make sure every voice can be heard in this election. And so the reminder is uh, voteohio.gov is the place to go to get registered. If you're not registered or if you've moved or if you just want to check your registration, it's easier than ever to just go to voteohio.gov, type in your name. Think about a young person. You mentioned that high school student. You know, we've got uh, some of our some of our uh, own children or grandchildren, maybe that may be turning 18 or, or, or just have. Uh, think about reminding them to get registered to vote. And if you don't want to do it online, you can use the paper format. Until 9 tonight, all the boards of elections are staying open. So I've told them all to stay open until 9 o'clock tonight. So you get down to your county board of elections, any library, B&B location, they'll help you out. But whatever you choose, make sure you get registered so your voice can be heard. Frank LaRose is Ohio's Secretary of State. And as he said, today is the last day to register to vote in upcoming elections in the state of Ohio. November 2nd is the election for school boards, township trustees, mayors. 
things of that uh, that uh, variety, and also, of course, congressional districts fifteen and eleven in the state of Ohio. So let's let's just do a little exercise here, uh, Secretary LaRose. Sure. I'm on the site. I'm on Ohio. Uh, you said Ohio, voteohio.gov, and I noticed when I typed that, that in, it takes me to another place. It says Ohio SOS, gov, backslash elections, backslash voters. So now I'll just type my name into that uh, box on the right-hand side, search. Is that where I type it in? That, absolutely. You can look for your registration information, make sure that it's up to date. A lot of times when people move, they don't think to update their voter registration or they think that it happens automatically. It doesn't happen automatically. You've got to visit the website and change your address, but it's only going to take a minute or two. You want to have your state ID or driver's license because the next step in the process is going to require you to put in some identification information. Okay, so I type it in there, and then I hit. Uh, I notice a drop-down menu comes up. It gives me the dates of Republican primary, presidential electors, member of state central committee, all that stuff. Uh, and then if I, well, you want me to hit the little hourglass and tell you what happens next? Sure, let's go for okay, it. Okay, I hit the hourglass, and I got a search here for a bunch of different things. I don't see my information pop up. What am I doing wrong, Frank? So here, let's. Uh, I'm going to look at the website with you. So if you look here, <laughs> it says uh, on the left column, check your registration. All right, let me so go. Let me go back. I'm going to start. So we're starting from the same place. I'm going to go. Yep. You want me to go to voteohio.gov. That's correct. Okay, I'm typing that in. And now I have, uh, it says Frank, right in the upper left, Frank LaRose, Ohio Secretary of State. And then you scroll down right there where it says register to vote. Yes. It'll say change your address, check your registration. Check click your registration. Okay, I'm going to click on check my registration. Voter yep. search, big I, box. I'm going to type. And see. I'm going to type in Frank LaRose, and I'm going to put in Franklin County because that's where my wife and I live. And I'm going to submit it. And it's going to say here, uh, it's got my address, Frank J. LaRose Jr. That's my full name. And when I click on my name, it's going to give me my polling location. It's going to tell me what precinct I live in and all of that. And so that helps me verify that my information is in here correctly. And, of course, if there, if any of that information is incorrect, now is the time to get it right by either calling the Board of Elections or doing it right there online. Yep, you're absolutely right. It gives me my voter profile page, my name, my address, my polling location, my precinct, congressional district, Senate district, state representative district, all very helpful. That's quite an undertaking to get all that done. I, When people say, what do you guys do between elections, Secretary LaRose? I would suppose a lot of it is making sure things like this work when you get down to the operative time like today and tomorrow when you need it to work. Well, especially list maintenance, and this is one of the things that we really focus on. Listen, I don't apologize to anyone for removing deceased people from the voter rolls. Sometimes on the other side of the aisle, they want to try to attack me for that, and they use scary-sounding words like purge mm. to describe our process for removing deceased people. Or, for example, moving, uh, removing non-citizens. We do an annual inspection of the voter roll, and the good news is we only find a few hundred every year, but we remove them. And, it, and guess what? If a non-citizen has actually tried to cast a ballot, we refer them for prosecution. These are the kind of things that we work on throughout the year, as well as poll worker recruitment. One of the things you saw when you went to my website is an appeal asking mm-hmm. Ohioans to sign up for this important patriotic duty of being a poll worker. Now is the time that we're making those final preparations. The boards of elections are training people. And so I know that some Ohioans have concerns about the integrity of our process. I think if they sign up to be a poll worker, what they will realize is that it is truly easy to vote and hard to cheat in Ohio. So if you're one of those Ohioans that wants to learn more about how we safeguard the process, one of the best ways to do it is to go to voteohio.gov, 
Sign up to be a poll worker. You will be on the front line of protecting the integrity of our elections, and you'll understand really how safe and secure it is here in the Buckeye State. Frank LaRose is our guest. He's Ohio's Secretary of State. Today is the last day to register to vote. If you want to vote in the November 2nd election, and a lot of consequential races are out there, then you need to register today. You can do that. Uh, Secretary LaRose said you can do it at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. You can do it online. You can do it at libraries. I think you guys make it pretty easy uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I love your viewpoint, make it easy to vote, hard to cheat. I don't have to tell you all the hullabaloo about the last election and the veracity of the election and all those kinds of things. Uh, what special measures have you taken in Ohio over the years, Secretary LaRose, to not be in the headlines? Because you don't want to be in the headlines after an election happens. No, absolutely not. And and one of the reasons why Ohio is such a national leader in this process is because we think these things out. When other states were still counting their ballots days after the election, we had already processed all of ours. We were ready for the logistics that, that, that come into play with that. But also, in Ohio, we follow the law. We don't allow activist groups to come in and change the rules at the last minute. When they try to do that, we fight them. Last year, there were five lawsuits filed against me by groups that wanted to just go around, forget the the state house. They wanted to change the laws at the courthouse, and that's not the right place to do it. So we fought them on that, and we were able to uphold our laws. But what Ohio does to protect the integrity of our process starts with the fact that everything is bipartisan. It takes two people to screw in a light bulb at the Board of Elections because you've got to have both Hmm. a Republican and a Democrat present for every part of the process. Even the building is nonpartisan or bipartisan. And what I mean by that, if you go to the door at the Board of Elections, there's two locks on it. The Democrats have one key and the Republicans have another key. It's like those old submarine movies from the 80s where Mm -hmm. it takes two keys to launch the torpedo. Mm. you got to have both parties present before anybody can even walk in the door. But it extends to the fact that voting machines are never connected to the Internet, period. If there's one thing I want to make sure people know, We would never connect a voting machine to the Internet. It's not legal to do, and they're not even capable of an Internet connection. They're tested before each election by a bipartisan team of technical experts. It's called the logic and accuracy test. We just completed those. And then when you vote, there are two records created. There's an electronic record because we want to know that result on election night. If you didn't have electronic tabulation, you wouldn't find out the winner until probably Thanksgiving. But we have that electronic record. We also have a hard copy paper trail. There is 100% paper trail for every ballot ever cast in Ohio. And what that allows us to do is go back and do a post-election audit. We always do that. A lot of talk about audits right now. About five weeks after the election, we always audit it. And when we audit the election, we count the hard copy paper, we compare it to the electronic record. And last year, when we did that, when we did that post-election audit for all 88 counties, we had a 99.98% accuracy rate. And that tells you that what was reported on election night is the honest truth it's the will of the voters being heard that's fantastic removing dead people from the rolls and maintaining accurate rolls those are the things that we do and and many other things to make sure it stays honest here in ohio frank larose is the ohio secretary of state he's our guest here on the bruce hooley show on 98.9 the answer just uh two quick ones to wrap up you mentioned your voting machines are not connected to the internet is that an ohio decision or a lot of the headlines we saw about other states is that is that a national decision? Is that a false flag that no machines are collect, connected to the Internet anywhere? I certainly can't speak for other states because okay. it's very different state by state. I know that it is a national best practice. Uh, I would think it would be foolish for anyone to ever connect a voting machine to the Internet. I know that uh, that's the best practice that certainly all the states that I've talked to, my, my fellow secretaries of state, follow. In Ohio, it's not just the best practice. It's the law. 
and we would never tolerate an Internet-connected voting machine. And then finally, I have to show an ID when I vote, and there's so yeah. much conversation about voter ID and very various positions on the propriety of voter ID. I, I want to have to show an ID. I don't want someone to vote sure. for me. Is that the law in the state of Ohio that you have to show an ID to vote? You know, it is a requirement that you show an ID in Ohio, and it's, it's, it's something that most Ohioans on both sides of the aisle support. Here's what the law says in Ohio is that you're supposed to show a state-issued ID, but if you don't have one, there are backup plans. And this is why our law has been upheld when it's been challenged in courts, whereas some other states haven't. So the vast majority, 98% of people, when they come to vote, they bring their state ID or driver's license. But if for some reason you don't have one, there are backup plans available. We also check signatures. We also verify information before you can ever get an absentee ballot, for example. Some states just mail everybody an absentee ballot. That is a foolish idea. We would never do that in Ohio. In Ohio, you have to prove your identity to vote absentee. You have to prove your identity to vote early, and you have to prove your identity when you vote in person. Frank, thanks so much for your time and for what you do to keep Ohio elections secure. Again, today, folks, the last day to register to vote in Ohio for the upcoming November 2nd election. You can go to uh, voteohio.gov and take care of that, and uh, or you can do it at a BMV or at a library. Frank, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, Bruce. Take care. There you go. Frank LaRose joining us. Uh, next, we'll give you the response from uh, Olin Tansy Liberty High School on why they did not allow a student who is homeschooled in the district but has a student ID in their system to attend their homecoming dance. So as I said at the outset of the show today, I was privileged to be uh, made aware of a candidate night for Olentangy School Board candidates Jennifer Foyt and uh, Felicia Castle on Sunday. It was held in a private home. Uh, it was a rainy day. You know, the NFL football on. You really have to be committed to take a time away from a Sunday and go to an event like this. So as I drove into the neighborhood where the event would be held, I didn't know what I'd find. And then I pulled onto the street, and the street was lined with cars. Lined with cars. And guess who I ran into there? I ran into U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno. Bernie Moreno. Every man, Bernie Moreno. Attending an event for a local school board. You see, Bernie Moreno understands <laughs> that while he is running for U.S. Senate, the elections in our local school boards are no less consequential. So as I was making my way around the great people that I met at this event, a mother came up to me. And she said, this happened to my daughter on Saturday night at Olentangy Liberty High School. It was homecoming weekend at Olentangy Liberty. They played Upper Arlington in football on Friday night. Uh, Upper Arlington won that game, but that doesn't mean that the dance gets canceled. So Saturday night is the dance, the homecoming dance at Olentangy Liberty High School. And this young lady shows up with her friends Dresses up. She's purchased a ticket in advance. She's got a student ID number. She doesn't attend Olentangy Liberty High School. She is homeschooled. Now, I have some expertise in this area as my daughters have been homeschooled for five years. 
And I know that in the state of Ohio, if you are homeschooled, you can do anything you want to do in your local school district. You want to take one class? You can take one. You want to take two? You can take two. You want to take zero? You can take zero. What if you want to play sports? You can play sports for the public school in your district. What if you want to play in the band? You can play in the band. What if you want to be in the school play? You are allowed to try out for and participate in the school play, and the school is not allowed by law to discriminate against you in any way. So I found it interesting that this mother said to me that her daughter bought a ticket to the dance, showed up for the dance. Her friends got into the dance. They're not homeschooled. And whoever was on the gate at the dance, which was held outside, by the way, would not allow her to go in. I said, was she wearing a mask? She needed to wear a mask. It was outside. So the kids were not wearing masks. Maybe some of them were, but it was not a requirement. So she left, as you might imagine, in tears. Now, I have girls, and I can imagine the emotions that would go into a situation like that, but I'm fair-minded, and so I thought, well, I need to reach out to uh, Olentangy Liberty High School and find out. So I received an email back, a very nice email. Thank you to the uh, media contact for Olentangy Schools. I said, could you give me some clarity on this situation? And here's what I was told, and then we'll discuss All four high schools in the district were able to successfully hold homecoming dances this fall for students that attend that high school. Outside guests were not permitted in order to maintain lower attendance at the dance. The student you are inquiring about is not enrolled in Olentangy schools and does not attend that high school. As I said, she's homeschooled. Therefore, they were not permitted admission to the dance. A student ID had to be present to purchase a ticket. We do not have information on how that student was purchased. So as I told you, the student has an ID number. She's homeschooled. She's taking a lot of college classes because (laughs) homeschool students are often higher achievers academically than classroom educated students. She's taking college classes. She has an Olentangy Liberty High School student ID number. Apparently she needed it and used it to purchase a ticket to said dance. I asked the mom if the young lady was given a refund. The mom said no. That doesn't mean she won't be given one. My guess is she will be. But I question the double standard here that I'm perceiving in effect. Because the reason that's given here in this email back from the media contact for Olentangy schools is outside guests were not permitted in order to maintain lower attendance at the dance. Okay. So if that logic is to hold, am I to believe that outside guests are not permitted at Olentangy Liberty high school football games? I don't think that's the case. Do they erect a big plexiglass banner? Or, or barrier between the Olentangy Liberty student body and the rest of the people who come to their football games? I don't think that's the case either. The final paragraph from this media contact says, please note that there is a difference between attending a virtual academy and being homeschooled. Students attending virtual online schools are unenrolled in Olentangy schools to attend the online academies. Yes, 
But that does not mean that they forfeit their rights to participate in extracurricular activities at your school. That is granted to them by the state of Ohio. So this will be an interesting story to follow. I did ask her for an opinion on how it's different than attending a high school football game. Maybe I'll get a response. If I do, I'll share it with you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.